Listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Josh. Tom. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Oh. <laughs> it isn't so. I'm sorry, Josh. It is so. But we're not going to let it stop us. Um, I found a new family over the new year, Tom. All right. Yep. You may now call me Josh Park Rush. <laughs> I will do. I will do. I'm glad you've been embraced yeah. by your new family. Thanks. Are you having a happy new year so far, Josh? Uh, I, I am. I think some people in this world aren't. Oh, well, yes. I mean, it's a sh- real shame. But it is. Um, Hopefully all our listeners, all four or five of you, are having very happy new years. Yes. And had uh, very merry Christmases too. Yes. Um, we had a little break, kind of. There were some pre-recorded shenanigans that went on. Josh, you... I mean, we spent some of last year watching old theme park movies. Yes. All of which, bar one, were absolutely awful. Yes. Um, but you revisited them for some reason. Yeah. You must have been really desperate to fill time. Yes. When it came to our sort of in-between Christmas and New Year episode, no one was really around, so you put something together for that day. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard doing a solo episode. It is, it is. Um, I can testify to that. It's not my favourite way of doing a podcast. No, but at least I wasn't reminiscing on the country bears when I did mine. Oh yeah, oh boy. Or what were the other ones? Uh, Mission to Mars. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you brought in some extras as well to mix it up a little bit. The yes. Three ninjas at Magic Mountain, yes. for example. Which was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Better or worse than Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, in my mind, better. Oh, but probably far worse. Actually, oh, that's a actuality. shame. That's a shame. Yes, we we of course were doing our sort of Star Wars recap over the few weeks leading up to Star Wars Episode Nine on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll just end it there. Uh, just like to say, oh. after you watched all of them, I did. Um, I only watched seven and eight. Oh, right. Once again. Yeah. Prior to watching nine, uh, seven, I still think is kind of bland um it's just rehashing and it's kind of fan fiction e really uh just to keep the fans happy uh eight i actually think is better than i thought oh you've come round on come round the last jedi yes but it's a good film by itself right it doesn't work in the whole that is star wars okay certainly the main saga Right. And no, uh, no comment on nine. <laughs> but Josh. Yeah. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to be talking this week, our first episode of 2020. Yeah. About how's, a how's better that, trilogy. How's that happened? I don't yeah, know. about a better trilogy than the one that just concluded, the Star Wars one that just concluded. One of my favourites of all time in terms of film trilogies, The Lord of the Rings. It's it's arguably the best. You reckon it's your favourite film trilogy ever? Yes. 
what what would be the other contenders? Uh, Back to the Future, right? Person like personal favorites, not necessarily. I mean, Back to the, the Future one is like so much better than the other two, though. Yes, but I really like three as well. How fair? Um, I I, I kind of like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, two is where I'm let down a bit. Right, but hoverboard. So yes, that's true. And, you Still know, don't have them in real life. No, very and they don't work on water if you don't have power. We kind of have auto lacing shoes, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Nike have them. Right? Yeah, they patented them. Yeah, I mean they're they they are a thing. You can buy them, but yeah. uh, they're not quite at the same level just yet. Yeah, as yeah. what we uh, got in Back to the Future too. But uh, anyway, the original Fast and Furious trilogy is probably up there <laughs> in memory. Right. But not in actuality. I mean, is Indiana Jones a trilogy now? I guess technically it it isn't. But if you wanted to sort of discount the fourth one and yeah. say, "Hey, there was a trilogy," that that holds up pretty well. I know some people don't like Temple of Doom, but I like Temple of Doom just fine. Temple of Doom is the weakest of the three. Sure, but there's some great there's only three indie films. There's some great stuff in there, though. Yeah. So I, I'm not um, going to. I don't. Toy Story one through three. I personally, I know we've had a discussion off air about this, Tom. We have, but I don't see four as part of the uh, the trilogy. Obviously, right? Then it wouldn't be a trilogy. No. So you kind of conveniently see it as its own thing, just so that you can say Toy Story is one of your favourite trilogies. Yeah. Well, there's a there is an arc over those three that sets it apart from. Um, it's like saying that the original Star Wars is a trilogy, and then you have the prequel trilogy, and you have the sequel trilogy. It's right. kind of the same concept, I guess you could say. I guess, I guess, but one through six has an arc, you could argue, if you then make it kind of the story, the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, Josh. Well, I mean, you could argue that one through nine has an arc. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? I know, I know. I would hope so. Yeah, because that's what the episode's about. Yeah. Uh, Rumours. rumours, rumours galore, rampant speculation. Yeah, although I say rumours galore, a few of them have been deleted. Yes, which apparently. only adds to the rumour mill. Only adds to the to the intrigue and yeah. the mystery surrounding it all. It's like the Silmarillion. <laughs> yes. Um, so rumours have been going around for years and years and years about Lord of the Rings potentially coming to Universal yeah. Parks. In Universal some... has been hankering for it some form it's we've definitely been... spoken about it on the podcast before yeah uh the reason we're talking about it this week one nothing else happening yeah. like nothing dead like it was this or just spoiler sort of cast, really. wrapping up on their christmas festivities and yes we did briefly think should we just talk about star wars for a whole podcast and then we was like oh no wait we're a theme park podcast yes exactly also i've, I've talked about star wars a lot yeah probably too much yeah so um, the reason we're talking about the actual reason we're talking about Lord of the Rings this week is a report from Theme Park University, which is Theme Park News and Rumors site. University um, that I want to go to. I'd love to go to a Theme Park University. That would be great. Yeah. Could have like different modules on like a log flume module, uh, a roller coaster uh, a, a module, whole module on, on log just flumes. on log flumes. Wow. Yes. That's a, that's the how dream. they're built, how they're designed, what are yeah. the best examples, that kind of thing. Mm. Where technology could take them in the years to come? Do you have? Do you have a like a? Do you have a? I guess if you could go by the um, American system of majors and minors, you could have a major of uh, like the history of roller coasters. Yeah, and then you could have like uh, minors of the different 
types. Maybe. Imagine Park Rush would be on like the the reading list, yes, as it were. The, the listening list. You could sort of reference Park Rush in your essays. Yes, I I have uh, one of the books that would be, I'd imagine, the history of Disney maps. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's probably on there. Well, there was another book you recommended to me specifically, wasn't it, by the guy who designed Nemesis? Yes, John Wardley. Yes, that would also be on a Thing Park University reading list. Great book. I would imagine. Very good book. We we, we could have done a Christmas gift guide. Oh. Maybe maybe this year. Yeah. 11 months from now. 2020 is the year. We'll do a Christmas gift guide and we can put those two books on it. Yeah. Sorted. Excellent. Good to know we've got some ideas so you don't have to reminisce on movies uh, again. If you want something a bit more sentimental, burn all of our episodes onto a disc. Yeah, you could do that. Jungle Cruise on Blu-ray, that'll be out in time for Christmas. Oh, Looking forward to that, yeah. Josh. That's coming out in like six months. We have a new movie to oh. add to our Think Park film review series. Very yeah. exciting. We've got another bracket we could do in <laughs> next Christmas. Brilliant. Brilliant. Will Pirates of the Caribbean finally be dethroned? Oh, that is the question. Who could say? Who could say? Right. So, Theme Park University have done a report on what they have heard about what potentially could become of Lord of the Rings at Universal Parks. Um, because obviously, the the scope for additions to Universal's uh, staple of Theme Park IP has kind of broadened because of their plans for a, a huge new theme park in Orlando, yep. uh, Epic Universe, which we've spoken about at length, it's coming in 2023. Still a super name. Or four? Four. Four? Four? Is it four? Or three? I don't know. I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's three. I'm pretty sure it's 2023. Because uh... isn't the London Resort 2024? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got you. I think that's right. It's hard to keep track, to yeah. be honest. Too many numbers. I was are. terrible at history. <laughs> yes. Um, and think about university. I put a report together basically suggesting that Lord of the Rings has been kind of on the back burner for some time at this point. Won't be part of Epic Universe. No. But it is being earmarked still for Islands of Adventure. Yeah. As a sort of maybe post- epic universe addition to that park because i think last year or the year before comcast basically committed to a new attraction at each of their universal parks every year for the foreseeable wow so 2019 for example in florida we got uh, hagrid islands and the Bourne show right opened well that's opening early this year yes but, Bourne's uh, not open yet yeah no they announced it last year. Sure. So they, they're a little late on that one, but they got the Today Cafe. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> a uh, new place to get the cookie. I need to watch that trilogy again. The Bourne trilogy. Oh, I thought, I thought the Today the trilogy. Does the that, to, today uh, show I didn't know there was one. Trilogy. <laughs> um, so obviously with Epic Universe is going to be taking up a lot of their attention over the next couple of years. Uh, we already know about a lot of the rumours surrounding what the lands are going to be there. Nintendo, Classic Monsters, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, another Wizarding World. Yeah, Fantastic beasts Yeah. Um, but, um, looking further ahead than that, that doesn't mean they're going to uh, dismiss Universal Studios no. or Islands of Adventure. We've heard about whether or not Nintendo could broaden in scope so that we have a Pokemon land or a Zelda land. And basically, yeah, the Lord of the Rings land is apparently being earmarked for Islands of Adventure, specifically the Toon Lagoon section. Yeah. 
And some interesting stuff's been going on at Toon Lagoon recently because they are building this Jurassic Park roller coaster and it goes out onto the waterfront. I think that has had some impact on the renovation cycle for Popeye. I love the fact that they they haven't announced that yet, have they? They No. They've said they're doing something, but uh, they haven't announced what it is or when it might be opening. But, I mean, pieces of track have obviously been pictured off-site. Yeah, it's not exactly subtle what they're doing, is it? Presumably they'll have to announce something fairly soon, I would have thought. Yeah, when they start going vertical, surely. Yeah. I don't know if that ride is due for 2020 or 2021. So I guess, you know, generally speaking, like Hagrid, for example, there was a relatively short period between full announcement to opening. Yeah, that's true. And if they want to follow that same sort of uh, model, it might actually be still a good while before we hear anything substantial. But yeah, I think who knows? March maybe next year. Yeah, possibly. We'll have to if wait not, and see. If it's it'll be late this year, if not yeah. next year. Yeah. Uh, next year, obviously, being Disney World's fiftieth anniversary. Yes, exactly. Like Disney are also going to have a very busy few years at all of their parks, really. Yeah. So, yeah, there's. Plenty of incentive for Universal to keep adding to their Florida parks. Um, Lord of the Rings, as I said, it's been like rumoured for years. We spoke about it once before in relation to the Tolkien estate basically being difficult. Yeah. And Universal kind of just needing to wait for people to die. Yeah, that's the, that's the reason Peter Jackson keeps getting films. Right. That aren't particularly great because they, well, they want him on side. I don't remember the last Peter Jackson film I even uh, The saw. last one he had a hand in was Mortal Engines, right? Right. I think he was like an executive producer. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was a very hands-on no, role, but obviously film. he put his name to it. Um, bad film. Tintin was a while ago now, right? Like seven or eight yeah. years. That's really good. Part, there was right? meant, weren't they meant to be making a sequel to that? They are, yeah. Spielberg, cause Spielberg directed the first one. Yes. Jackson was obviously involved. And I think the, kind of, they've, the two of them have kind of got an arrangement where Peter Jackson does the next one. Does Spielberg and produce they, that? I guess, yeah, yeah. They'll both still be involved, but they're going to seemingly take it in turns to direct. Team. But it's still not happened, obviously. And I don't know. I don't I know if they're maybe waiting for kind of a, a big step forward in motion capture tech or something like that. Yeah. I don't really know, to be honest. But I quite like the idea of this like dream team of directors. What, just doing Tintin films <laughs> yeah. for the... <laughs> the only thing that can unite, yeah, yeah. like bring to like the the director version of the Avengers, yeah, or just like, come together to make Tintin films all, until all the end of time. Formerly, uh, like great, it's like the Expendables. If all these former <laughs> great directors, yeah, slowly bring on a new one every every film, that would be pretty good. As it's Scorsese uh, Tintin film, that's what I want to see. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to quote here from Theme Park University. Uh, oh. Regarding the Popeye refurb oh. that's been going on, or just, just the kind of the general maintenance of One Popeye. of my favourite rides at Universal is Popeye. Oh, really? Yeah. So you'd be pretty gutted if it if it was to depart? Yes. Would you not accept it, though, if it was for something Middle Earth related? It it would be a acceptable sacrifice. Right. Because Toon Lagoon is quite a bit bigger than the Lost Continent it's is surprisingly at surprisingly big, yeah. So the Lost Continent, you know, maybe that's not enough space to do Middle Earth justice. No, and you have the backdrop of Wisdom World as well. Yeah, which it might be can't a slightly really... weird transition. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so, apparently, apparently. Can I, oh, before, oh, sorry. Wait, I don't on. know, Toon Lagoon, would that be looking out towards Volcano Bay? 
can't get my bearings on the angles. Don't know. Because that'd be kind of cool. Right. Not that Mount Doom and Volcano Bay look the same, but... I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, to, to be honest, I think... It's probably a bit far. I don't quite know how they would sort of construct a Middle-earth land. I guess that's an interesting question. Is, yeah. Do you commit to a particular region? Uh, the Shire, maybe? Or yeah, do the Shire's a bit of... bland, isn't it? I guess, that's yeah. kind of the point of the Shire, is it's... Yeah. And I don't know what kind of what sort of rides you'd come up with. I mean, as we'll get to, this report kind of suggests that rides might not actually even be the focus here. In which case, maybe uh, a Shire setting would make some sense. But also, yeah, you're right about kind of the kind of the epicness of Lord of the Rings that I think people think of when they think Lord of the Rings. You wouldn't really be able to portray that if you were no. setting your land in the Shire. So it's difficult to know really exactly what yes. you would be able to put together but yeah mm. we'll get to that so Popeye apparently doing this phase of maintenance which as I say has been going on a bit longer than normal because of the Jurassic Park stuff apparently they have been uh, quietly doing a few tests uh, on some tech that could bring traditional raft flume experiences to the next level imagine using magnets underneath the boat and in the flume in order to help control the movement as opposed to the rapid controlling where the boat is moved in the flume you could use magnets to help push to where you want it to go plus you'd be able to point the raft in a particular direction for greater show control so i guess the thing with popeye is like there are scenes i guess there are yeah, some a... very sort of modest animatronics and figures and stuff but Popeye spinning around yeah like you don't really pay a great deal of attention to it because obviously with the with the raft being controlled by the rapids you don't necessarily I mean and the way it spins you might not necessarily have a great view of any of it, yeah, it could I be think behind you. I find most people on those kinds of rides are kind of focusing on everybody else that's also on the ride yeah and kind of absolutely laughing soaked. at each other yeah. and how wet everyone is it's, so it's really good because on those big ones you always get another group so, because it's always a big barge there, yeah. you get other groups in with your group. Right. And it's like this shared like humour of everyone just getting absolutely coated with water. I see. That brings, you know... Yeah. It's always fun. It yeah. is fun. Yeah. And then you'll see them in Harry Potter and you're like, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I know where you've been. Yeah. Hey! Uh, <coughs> Dried but- off yet? Ha <laughs> Fans. I think you might lose something from a kind of traditional rapids ride if you made it a little more directed. Like Yes. I wonder if there would be a way of sort of combining them in some fashion. Like combining different ride systems so that you can still have a kind of more off-the-rails rapids experience that then maybe funnels into a more on-track, directed experience of some sort. Yeah, I think you need some rapidy parts and some... Some directed parts. Mm. Um, well, to be honest, quite what a Lord of the Rings themed rapids ride would be, I don't know. I mean, I guess something that we haven't really considered is whether or not this even needs to be tied to the films at this yeah. point. Like, would you just kind of m- create your own version of, like, tie yourself more to the source material than the movie specifically? I guess, yeah. I, the thing that I'm thinking of in terms of for the barges is the scene in. Hobbit 2, is it? Oh, when they're in the barrels. When they're in the barrels. It's pretty ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous, but as a barge experience, mm. would make a lot of sense. I guess. 
Um, it's a, it's a good it, you know you have the rapids in the in that scene, um, so it's a, it's an adequate setting. Not you know is again ridiculous, but it's an adequate setting for this sort of style of ride. Mm. Right. Uh, this report compares the tech that's being tested to how Pirates of the Caribbean works in Shanghai. Yes. Which I'm not super familiar with. Are you? Um, yeah, it's really quite clever actually. So. Um, obviously, the boats in Pirates of the Caribbean in the US um, and in Paris are controlled by the flow of the water. Yeah. It's really, really slow. Uh, where And you can only go forwards. And the Chinese kind of saw that as, oh, we're just going through scenes rather than... It's actually explained in uh, Imagineering Story. It's really excellent. Huh. Um, I'd watch it if you have access to Disney+. Plus. Um, and... Basically, they were like, "We're not interact. We're not part of these scenes. We're just watching these scenes unfold." Yeah, um, it's like we're watching. We might as well be in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, so what they did was they created these this technology where there's basically magnets underneath, and so they can completely control how the boat moves in the water. Right. Um, and so it can go forward uh, and backwards as well, uh, and it can uh, turn on its axis. So that you can follow uh, screens and that sort of thing. Um, so you actually feel fully immersed in the ride rather than just watching something play out in front of you. That's cool. Um, but the difference is, is the water on Pirates is pretty stationary. It's pretty flat water. Yeah. A Rapids ride is not that. No, not at all. Um, another option that apparently was tested would be to slide the raft onto a base that has a roller coaster track from above that could pick it up. This would allow a traditional raft ride to actually be combined with roller coaster elements. Um I guess sort of Journey to Atlantis is somewhat similar to that. Yeah, I guess it'd be it sort of is a water splash boat traditional splash boat ride combined with a roller coaster. Yeah. But this is kind of like an inverted coaster. It sounds that way. I don't know how that would work. Sounds kind of terrifying, kind of being picked up like the claw. Yeah, uh, you slide on, weird. and then it's like, and then there's a lot of there's a lot to go wrong there. Yeah, is the only thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, this report suggests that Popeye would be the one that would be sort of reworked. Yeah, and Dudley Do would be the one that would just go. Yeah, that is interesting. The original plans for. Dudley do right are awesome. Oh, the way the boat is actually two per row and then splits. Yeah, it is two. It's one per row, right? Or is it two per row at the moment? It's one per row now. It's one now, and it yeah. would have been two. It would have been two. Ah, yes. And there's that bit at the top of the dr- the, the last drop where there's a saw. Yeah. Uh, which and two lanes also, the one of which never gets used. Yeah. And yeah, the reason being was that the boat was originally going to be two people wide and would get effectively cut in half at the end and detach so that they both go down at the same time. Super cool. I think it was just budget reasons that they scaled back yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting if they were ever... They w- use the two different lanes and they send one boat each side. Oh, do they? And, that's so, and that makes it easier to unload at the end. Right. Because you have two unloading sections. Yeah. Um, that would be super cool, though, if that had made it, it to so the final round. Certainly at the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would be impressive now. Yeah. Like, for that to have been on the cards in the 90s is kind of crazy kind of mad 
Yeah, I still really like Dudley Doo, though. I think that's good. Yeah, I th- the theming is kind of it's a bit unfortunate naff. because no one knows what it is. No, certainly not. Over, certainly, you know, Brits going over there. Um, no, my only exposure to that cartoon is the Brendan Fraser movie. Yes. Yeah, which is same. not a good film. No, I saw it in the cinema. Ooh. whenever it came out, it was probably about seven or something. Brendan Fraser proper hands it up. He certainly does. He certainly does. That proper proper Brendan Fraser era. That Brendan Fraser needs to get himself in another like adventure movie. Someone needs to commission a the Mummy. Yeah, they should give him a Disney Plus series. Oh. A sort of. He can sort of be a, and he could still be like a Rick O'Connell he's, type character. He's, he's like a Star now, Wars though. treasure hunter. He's quite old. So, like, well, he just he doesn't have that. Uh, he can't ham it up like he once did. Right. I think he has been. I can't remember what he was in that I was watching. Uh, the Mummy. You probably rewatch it all the time. I right? do. Yeah. That may like, well have just been a rewatch of the Mummy. I, I put I send myself to sleep. Like I watch that and then I go, oh, that's a good way to end the day. And then it's every nice. night, it's a good way. <laughs> yes, the Mummy Returns is pretty good as well. I think like, it's clearly not as good. That's what I watch when I wake fun. up. Oh, okay. Yeah. When do you watch the Mummy Three when you need a good cry? <laughs> I don't. No, that was a that was a, a misguided endeavor. Yes. yes, it should not have come to pass. Um, I think he was in like Condor or something like that. Donald Jeff which is like a spy thriller oh okay interesting uh, all I could think about when watching Star Wars 9 actually was why has Poe Dameron stolen Rick O'Connor's clothes <laughs> <laughs> he's basically wearing his clothes oh would, would if if they were to remake The Mummy properly right would you take Oscar Isaac as the main character uh, sure. I mean, it depends what kind of mummy film they're making. Like, obviously, the the original Mummy is billed as kind of a horror film. Yes. Then you had the Brendan Fraser one, which was very much an action adventure. Yeah. And then you had the Tom Cruise one. I don't know what that was trying to be. It was oh, sort of all Tom, over the Tom place. Tom Cruise Mummy edition. It was so soulless and just sort of bland. And, and you got you got Russell Crowe in that as well. It's really bad. Like, I know this sounds lame, but. Even the like the logo, like the font work on the logo, like it's yeah. so bland. It could be anything, and um, it's really interesting because I don't understand yeah. what the thought process behind that whole thing was. But yeah, if they were kind of going to go, going to return to sort of the action adventure sensibilities of uh, of the original, uh, sorry, of the Bre- of the of the Brendan Fraser era, then sure, why not? Yeah, why not? I um, think like. There, there has been an Uncharted film in development for years, which I think currently has Tom Holland attached oh, to yeah, be the Nathan director's Drake. Just, another yeah, director's another director's just left. just left, which is a shame because he was Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the Two Strings and uh, Bumblebee, both of which I like oh, a lot. Yeah, I thought that was quite a good get, but yeah, unfortunately he's dropped out. But uh, uh, even like, yeah, I agree. I kind of I watch Oscar Isaac as Poe and think. I want to watch a film that's kind of this character with Oscar Isaac, but it's him in the lead. Like he is the character; he's the lead. Yeah. I, f- I want to watch an indie. I want to watch an action adventure film starring Oscar Isaac. I-, I found a film with Oscar Isaac in it on Netflix. Oh right. I think it's a Netflix original, but I'm not a hundred percent. It's got Ben Affleck in it as well. Uh, it's called Triple Frontier. What's that about? Loyalty is attested when five former special operatives. Forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune. 
unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. Right. Yeah. That doesn't quite sound what I want. No, but uh, yeah, I remember we were having a conversation about Oscar Isaacs, obviously, what, what else is winning. Uh, and I remembered that that was on my Netflix to watch list. All right. Well, if you get to it, you'll have to let us know how it is. Apparently, it's got a 98%. Uh, Netflix thinks 98% of me wants to watch that film. So. What about the other 2%? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm siding with the 2%, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, returning to this Thing Park University report. Oh, yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings. So, this is interesting. Apparently, kind of immersive live entertainment could form a major part of... Oh, you mean like uh, uh, London's Disneyland? Yes. Mount Park? Absolutely, just like that. Like what Disney were going to do in Galaxy's Edge and then kind of didn't. I guess they've kind of started bringing some live stuff in, right? There's like Ray and Kylo Ren have been having lightsaber fights in Florida, yeah. from what I can see. Ray just but... kind of wanders around... Yeah, um, I feel like the rays that they have at Disney World are better than the ray that they get Ooh. in the films. Brutal. Yep. But um, th- there's not a lot going on. Like, I don't think Galaxy's Edge feels. I don't know. I haven't been. Uh, you know, you will, I, though. I, I will be this going year. very, very soon. In fact, it's like three months away. Three this and a bit year, months. Tom. Yeah, I'm excited. But uh, I'm just gonna walk. <laughs> gonna walk around grabbing all the kids. Did you know? <laughs> Palpatine has returned. <laughs> so, sorry. Did you know you're gonna pick up a penguin? <laughs> Just keep going up to race. So, did you know you're a uh, no? Oh, when's oh. this set again? <laughs> hey, um, Ray Star Wars. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ray Ray Abrams. Anyway, so apparently. I would, again, take all this with a pinch of salt. Like, this report is kind of madly specific about certain things. Yeah. Apparently, Universal are taking very direct inspiration from a French theme park that I've never heard of called Poi du Faux. I might be butchering that pronunciation. Sure I don't are. know. Well, what, what do you think it might be? Uh, Poi de Faux. Poi de Faux? Poi de Faux. Poi de Faux. Poi de Faux. I think it is. Poi de Faux. Poi de Faux. Yeah. All right. I'm probably I'm also I don't know French. Did she play the Queen in the Crown? <laughs> um, anyway, this what this has this park has been on my secondary list of themes. You parks. have a secondary list. Yes. What what why is it not on the premier list? Because it's not it's not got roller coasters particularly. <laughs> basically, <laughs> fair enough. You sounded genuinely quite sad when you said that. Anyway, I love roller coasters. So it's the second most popular theme park in France. Behind what, Josh? Park Asterix. Oh, oh, Disneyland Paris. Oh, that one. Yeah. So this is that. This is not very. This is not specific enough for my liking. Does that mean it's more popular than Walt Disney Studios Park, which is technically different? Uh, I they are part. Dead. I mean, Walt Disney Studios Park is definitely not more popular. I would say that it is. No, it definitely is more popular. You mean than Point de Four? No, I would say it's less popular than Point de Four. Yeah. Really. A lot of people don't bother with Walt Disney Studios. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Except the French. Like, Fair enough. If the French travel there, like they get the train there on the weekend or whatever, they just do Disneyland. Hmm. Um, Walt Disney Studios is still considered a bit of a misstep, which is why they're bringing so much to it. Right. Um, I would imagine that will boost its numbers significantly when Star Wars and all the likes come into it. Yes. I liked it. 
Yeah, I thought it was good fun, yeah. but we d- did it in half a day. We went back though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so yes, as you say, there's no roller coasters at Puy de Foy. No. There are no traditional theme park attractions at all, really. Coliseum. No 4D action or thrill it's, rides or know, anything. I'd say it's very 4D. I guess. Uh, but it's all in interactive. There are kind of feels very lived in. There are lots of actors walking around, making you feel like you're kind of living in a sort of Renaissance era yeah. France. I think it's, is it's kind of the idea. The most successful one of these there has ever been. Right. There has been like uh, there was. Uh, there was an American Wild West style version of one of these in the UK mm. that shut down, and uh, there's been a couple in the US that have also shut down. So I think the idea is you kind of walk around, and the the attractions are kind of things you would genuinely perhaps be able to experience during this time period. Yeah. So like chariot races and maybe jousting and that kind of thing. I guess you've also never been to Camelot. Have Going you? to stone some women in a coliseum somewhere. You've never been to Camelot. No. Camelot was good fun. I went to Camelot. Uh, that's also shut down now. Right. That was up in the north and it was meant to be, you know, Sir Lancelot and King yeah. Arthur and that lot. Uh, Interesting. That, that had jousting and the like. Yeah. It does sound cool, I must admit. Like you, I don't know if it's necessarily my cup of tea. I but... would, if it was on my route. Yeah. I was going somewhere. It's like, going past Poit de Foy. Yes. Poit de Foy. Poit de Foy. So... How would you see this approach? To, so the the takeaway from this is that apparently Universal have approached Boy de Fou oui. to uh, kind of help them come up with some ideas for how this kind of thing park entertainment mm, could, a, could could apply to Lord of the Rings. Bring some va va voom. Some va va voom, exactly. And uh, some je ne sais quoi. Some je ne sais quoi. Some ukubukushé olivoir séchoir. You might think. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> um, so, so, Josh, how, how would you think that this kind of approach could could serve the Lord of the Rings license? What kind of stuff could you could you think of that would that would work? That you know, you're walking around this theme park recreation of a part of Middle Earth. What kind of stuff would you like to experience? I mean, to me, that the reason why the Shire might make some sense here is that. You'd have the prancing pony. You'd have yeah. fireworks action. You'd have Gandalf going around on his on his wagon, doing little fireworks yeah. and fancy magic shows and blowing cool rings with his pipe and stuff like that. That's the, the kind of stuff will be that I would. People off to die. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, kind of thing sounds cool. Maybe yeah, you could have like Dementors riding through occasionally and all the actor hobbits. Running inside their homes, like hide, hide, hide! The Dementors are coming, and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, the Nazgul. Yeah, yeah, that could maybe work. Yeah, that kind of um, stuff. I guess in the films you don't see a lot of that because it's you know it's quite early on, and then kind of near the end. But the most of it is you see a fair bit. I think in, certainly in the, in, in the extended edition of the, Fellowship. In the entirety of it, yeah, you get mainly kind of desolation and. Dark times, yeah, uh, which is not obviously what you want for this. Um, so I guess maybe you you base this more on the extended universe, right? Um, some of the works, you know, some of the later works or some of the uncompleted works, um, much like the Hobbit was padded out with the Silmarillion, right? Uh, not to great effect, 
and so that in that instance, the Shire would make sense. Obviously, you have that moment at the end, uh, was it in Two Towers, where uh, Pippin, or Merry, Merry, is singing in the Great Halls. Oh, yes. Um, and I can see you kind of getting, it's like a bard like that, but in uh, a Shire establishment. Uh, would actually make a lot of sense, you know. You'd feel, you know, small kind of wooden uh, structure uh, filled with a bard's lovely voice singing merry songs. Yes. Um, selling half pints. Yes. I think it'd be a this great... It's a pint. <laughs> I'm getting one. I'm getting one. <laughs> oh, I'm due a rewatch of Lord of the Rings. It's That's, been a while. Uh, on our, Before our Christmas party at work, we went to uh, a beer keller um, and... Some of them had pints, and then three of us got steins. Right. And that's how I felt. (laughs) What is that? And I went, this, a pint. (laughs) I went, oh, wait, no, it's a stein. Uh, Yeah. Those films are so good. uh, I'm not sure what else you... Obviously, we haven't been to Point of Void, so it's not uh, PDF. Point of Um, But it looks kind of... You know, there's there's just you know a lot of milling around and people going about their day. Yeah, um, which I think you need. It'd be quite bold, I think, to to build a a, a theme park land. Certainly, uh, Islands of Adventure, which has a reputation for having well, it's got rides in every land for a start, but also some of the kind of most thrilling rides at that resort right now are at Islands. Yes, it would be quite bold to create something themed to Lord of the Rings or create something themed to anything, frankly. At Islands Adventure and not have a ride, yeah. Um, which is why I yeah. think they will have one. I don't know what kind of ride it will be. Well, apparently he'll be a bar uh, ride. A bar ride, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe the ride is maybe it's the maybe it is the Shire. Maybe the ride is the vessel through which you can explore other parts of Middle Earth. That's a great shout. You know what the ride vehicle could be? I have no idea. An eagle. There we are. Nailed it. You go for a ride on the back of the eagles. And you just go flying a bit like soaring. What if you're going down the rapids and then the Nazgul pick you up and it's like a it's like a like a horror moment in the ride rather right. than a or like a scary moment rather than a wow moment. It's like a oh no the Nazgul got you sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Could be. Don't know. Yeah. There's a reason I don't work in this industry, Josh. I'm stunningly uncreative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do see kind of the like the, the main town area being almost. Uh, as I like to describe it, the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Where there's you know a lot, there's just stuff going on. Yeah. You know, market stalls and people going about their day. And... Some bloke downing like thirty six eggs. Yeah. Madman. There's an idiot in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Emma Watson's bowling around. Of course, I mean you could argue that. I mean, certainly the Harry Potter lands kind of achieve this already. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Still having rides and not necessarily making a point of being. Oh, this is just a really immersive land. It's like, well, it is that, but it's also got what you would want from a theme park, i.e. a couple of good rides. I mean, certainly the Diagon Alley area, I find, it's it's that still amazes me even now. I mean, how old is it's that? Incredible. Like five years old or something at this point. Yeah. But still, that moment of walking through into Diagon Alley and seeing it open up in front of you with the bank in the distance, it's amazing. And... The I'm whole experience sure. of going on the train still is great. That will never get old to me. I'm not sure so. Star Wars could even top how amazing that Diagon Alley is. I don't think so either, to be honest. It's incredible. Based on what I've seen of Star Wars, which 
is obviously really impressive and I I really am looking forward to checking it out myself. But yeah, that Diagon Alley stuff is amazing. I do think maybe it helps that they had a very clear point of reference. Whereas yes. with Star Wars, they've kind of built something from the ground up for the theme park. I think there's value in that as well. Yeah, they like, that time. We right? built a unique Star Wars setting for you to come and explore that you can't see mm-hmm. anywhere else. Pretty much everything else has been exploded. So This is true. This is true. So there is yeah, there is that to it. But um yeah, I like the idea of Lord of the Rings coming to university university? Universal has like fascinated me and excited me for ten years or more at this point. Yeah. So it will always continue to excite me until it actually happens. There's a I think there's like a theatre nearby as well that is Toon Lagoon. Always that's just been out of use for years. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you come out of Marvel Land, yeah. It's right on the left. Opposite from the, the you know the games. So that's potentially even more land that they could use. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Mm, definitely. I think that would be really cool if, if something was to come of it. But it's worth noting that like nothing of this scale, this would be a massive project, clearly. This is going to be a post-Epic Universe development. Yes. Like s- significantly post, I would say, because I think personally, I mean, we've spoken before about potential Nintendo plans for Universal and Islands and I think there is some substance to those because the type of people that have reported on them are quite reputable. Uh, I'm specifically talking here about Pokemon potentially at Universal coming in at Kid Zone. That's been talked about yeah. a lot, and Zelda for the Lost Continent at Islands. Yeah. I guess that's the, if you're if you put this in Toon Lagoon, then Zelda is the only thing that I can think of that goes in Lost Continent right now. Mm. I think the thinking is basically like the reason those two extra Nintendo lands have kind of been put on the back burner is that I think it's I think Nintendo land is going to be a big deal and is going to be a success but I think they probably still you know being such a massive company that is making big investments they're going to want to wait and see just to confirm confirm, and be like okay yes Nintendo is doing exceptionally well there is demand for more let's go ahead with Pokemon and Zelda and actually out of the three lands I think Zelda is the one I'm most interested in being in Right, I think it's the most immersive of the land. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like in terms of kind of feeling like you're in another world. Yeah, like Mario, obviously the biggest of the brands. Yeah, but not the necessarily the most interesting of the lands. Sure. Yeah, I could see that, and I think it's you know Zelda, from what I understand, is like America is almost is kind of its biggest market. Like yeah. Zelda is. They bloody love that thing. Over beloved there. in probably more actually in the West than it is in Japan. Mm. Uh, obviously they're, they're all Japanese games and Zelda does great over there but I think when looking at the kind of staple of Nintendo games the Mario stuff or certainly Pokemon is bigger than Zelda in Japan Yeah, um, I think over here and in other western <laughs> countries it's maybe a little more even I think Pokemon is still the biggest of the lot I think Pokemon is the biggest ever in Europe I would say yeah. certainly in the UK uh, yeah I mean I saw the other day like the sales numbers for games in the uk for 2020 Mm. 2019 sorry and these were just physical numbers which aren't aren't irrelevant any but they're they're becoming increasingly meaningless really yeah i I, I bought it digitally yeah and pokemon was high in the top 10 despite only coming out in like late november mario kart 8 i think was like fourth and that game's two and a half years old on the switch so nintendo stuff is popular 
Yeah. So, as That's I say, I'd imagine... Their prices high for a reason. Uh, Mario World will do well, and that will give Universal all the encouragement they will likely need to uh, do more Nintendo. And I think Lord of the Rings could be something that maybe even comes after those. Oof. But we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting few years for Lord of the Rings because you've got the Amazon show, which we still don't know that much about. But I think it's probably coming maybe next year. Yep. And um, yeah, it's all been confirmed. That'd be that'll really interesting. Be interesting to see the reaction to that. Obviously, that um, and obviously Netflix is The Witcher mm. have come on the back of Game of Thrones being so successful. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, the Witcher feels a little kind of low budget for me. Right. Um, I mean, I guess it feels a bit like the first season of Game of Thrones. Right. Which was pretty low budget. Um, it'd be interesting to see how you know Lord of the Rings already being this really established um, on on screen uh, piece. It could be. Uh, I think Amazon needs to pump a good bit of money into it to for it to be authentic. Do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, as I say, I will always be excited about the prospect of Lord of the Rings at a theme park until it actually happens. So, I hope yeah. something comes of this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll be in probably my forties before it happens. Oh boy! Oh boy! Still doing this goddamn podcast <laughs> in, in this very uh, studio. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Until next week, when we will return, Josh. Yes, that's going to do it. Thanks very much for listening. If you want to subscribe to the show and haven't already, you can do on all your favourite podcasting apps. And you can also find every episode at parkrush.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at parkrushpodcast. I think that's everything, Josh. You can email us. That's what you can do. Podcast at parkrush.com. Absolutely. I think that's everything, Josh. Yeah. All that's left to say is that somehow Palpatine has returned. Oh, boy. Until next time, take it easy and watch out. He's back. Thank you.